This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Well, just in time for the election, great news released for immigrants, illegal immigrants, straw no distinction. Sounds like you could just pop in from anywhere, and the good state of California is going to give you free health care. I have to ask you something, in all seriousness. If you're moving to California, would it make sense to rescind your citizenship? Who decides where you're a citizen? What do you say? I'm not a citizen anywhere. I'm part of the uh, world of Christ. (laughs) You ever heard people talk like that? There's something to it for sure. Great news for immigrants. Free health care. Are you getting free health care? How many veterans I know have fought for this country? They're not getting free health care. People that have been injured, hurt, who sacrificed for this country don't just take But a lot of this argument is a lot of pitting back and forth. I wasn't going to talk about this today, this immigration issue, but everywhere I go, and this is for people that know that I do the podcast and people that I don't, everybody's talking about the same thing, just waiting for the Mexican flag to appear. But didn't we annex, like, the Mexican territory or something? Or did we buy it? I forget. Who knows, right? Everybody, oh, if you knew your history, like, everybody knows it 100%. Like, anybody knows it 100%. But I want to say this, just to lay the foundation for this discussion. It's a simple question. All this diversity, right? It seems so good. Hey, we want to be more diverse. And people say, oh, we opened our hearts. We opened our minds. Because to be exclusive, it's not really who we are in the words of Obama. We're an inclusive country. We welcome migrants. But I don't know that anybody equated that to overrunning our border and sucking up free health care everywhere. Was that what you had in mind? That wasn't what I was thinking. I don't know what the, the liberal agenda was. And I don't think it's all liberal. I don't. Matter of fact, I think this is another tricky issue that I would bet you, if you looked into it, that you will find that more Republican business owners are employing illegal immigrants than liberals. I'll bet you. I, I have no way of knowing for sure, so I can't validate this. We'll never know. Maybe you have data. I don't know how you would. But I'll bet you that lots of Republican business owners are employed. I'm going to give you a simple solution to this here before we're done, too. But let me just tell you this. Talk about history, okay? Everybody wants to talk about the history of Gaza and Israel and the history of Ukraine. and Who cares? Who cares? What about our, our history? What about our needs, our children, our lives, our culture? When this country was settled, it was largely British and Germans who built the early roads and towns. Now, that shifted a lot of Irish and Italian influence, and yes, Jewish too, and certainly black African labor, no doubt, provided largely by slave labor. There were others involved, but it was largely the Protestant Reformation and the desire to worship freely that caused Protestants to flee Europe. It was a fight with the Catholic Church. Nobody talks about this history. And I would say to you that a large part of our legal system, and quite frankly, the entire basis of our system of justice, is built on Protestant values, not 
Judeo-Christian that you've been lied to. That's a made-up term that somebody made as a convenient way to make it sound like we're married to Jewish people. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Now we've reached this new era where we have a new religion, where we have diversity, not divine providence. And instead of divine providence, we speak about political correctness. I just have one question, this quest quest for diversity that we've been going through now, as best I can tell, 20, 30 years. A good part of my life I've been hearing about this. This quest for diversity that's being pushed on our country. He even knew where that came from. It didn't come from the founding fathers. I don't think it came from the halls of Congress, as best I can tell. I think it came from academia. I hate that word. Academia. Like some kind of oracle telling you, know, you people need to diversify. Really? How's it going? How's it going? Progressives urge Biden to reject unconscionable limits on immigration. Do they have a point? Yes, they do. I'm not going to argue that today. Who are these progressives that are arguing for uh, to reject any limits on immigration? Who are these people? Well, they're not. Pro- they're progressives. They say. Who are these progressives? They're not Protestants. They may be anything else, but they're not Protestants. I assure you that. Some of these stories, the things that are going on, this one, um, I don't know that it was directly attributed to illegal immigration, but I think it's part of the same same vein there. This 15-year-old girl went to a Mavericks game. I know she was there with her dad. I'm not sure if the mom was there. She gets up to go to the bathroom, doesn't come back. Two men abducted her. This is nuts. This happened in a mall down the street from my, a guy tried to. They got him. He was in a security guard outfit, grabbed the girl physically. He was going to take off with his white girl. This is what's happening. Like, really happening. Nobody's making it up. They recovered her. They were able to track her down. They had photos and whatnot. And she's doing okay, thank God. Who knows what she went through? We may never know. Migrant crisis spreads to a remote Colorado mountain. As winter comes upon us, oh, what kind of problems could that create? You can just remember this. All the rats come inside when it gets cold outside. They don't stay outside. They want to come inside where it's warm. You don't think that this is going to be a potential for a problem. Thankfully, it's been a pretty mild winter so far. How big does the problem need to become before there's a change? That's the question right now. Little question that people are becoming fed up. Little question that I think we're going to see a stop to it. They may have to bring in Trump, but we like to talk to you about the plans for this. How many of our children need to be beaten, raped, or killed? How many are our schools destroyed, our communities destroyed? How long are we going to wait? And what's the answer to all this? Trump? I'm going to rely on Trump. I want to read this to you. It's a really great summary. I thought it fit in pretty well with everything that's going on today. This is from our buddy Dan out in Chicago. He said, if anybody believes that Trump can single-handedly reverse the fall of America, they're delusional. Does anybody remember how all of the media, all of the Democrats, and most of the Republicans tried to derail the last Trump administration? The eight years of Obama installed a vast, entrenched communist bureaucracy. The last Trump administration tried to lead, but they did many illegal efforts to get rid of Trump. Now the Biden administration has further entrenched more radical criminals to make sure no one can straighten out our country. 10 million illegal immigrants in three years, all proxy Democrat votes. How can citizens overcome that, combined with the vast 
vote fraud machine that's already in place. God has a plan, and we must remain true to what God loves, and that is the truth. Jesus was offered dominion over government in biblical times. That is because Satan has dominion over, over earthly government, then and now. I can't see anything godly about the present government. It's run by evil people, I agree. And many seem to be demonically possessed, <laughs> truth be told. The UFO disclosures will be fueled by Satan, not moon men or Mars inhabitants. People will believe in extraterrestrials more than God. That is how evil will take control of the world government. The Bible foretold of this, the word of God doesn't come back void. Is that predicted in the Bible? If there's a verse on that, I would like to know and read it for myself. But I don't disagree. I've been saying this whole UFO thing and Congress is talking about it. Hey, what do you, what do you, what do you, we're going to be letting out new information. We've been on this planet for, you know, however many thousands of years. People have been reading and writing, making imagery for thousands of years. So, well, in the caves. All right, well, since the cave people, we haven't seen squat. That's not true. Oh, yeah, I forgot the grainy photos. Who's really believing this nonsense? I don't know until I see some firm evidence. Let me talk about a couple other quick things before I get back to this immigration diversity issue. Back at the beginning of uh, December, December 6th, this podcast is January 3rd. It's been right about a month, right? Highly contagious and potentially lethal 100-day cough sweeping America. How's that panned out? All BS, all bunk. What does that mean? Highly contagious and potentially lethal 100-day cough sweeping. What do those words even mean? And this is what all the news, highly contagious. Okay, what does that mean? What's not highly contagious in the world of news? And, and what disease is not potentially lethal? Everything from the flu to measles to kidney stones. I just saw a story a lady died from. You know you could die from kidney stones? What, tell me what is not potentially lethal. Who's this from? Let me open this up here. Health experts. Who's that? This is not news. This is how this should be a report. We spoke to four doctors at the, the A by ABC hospital. They're experts in, in respiratory illness, and here's what they have to say. I guarantee it would be a different than this anyway. Highly high, Health experts. We don't know who that is. It's probably employed by them. I came to see who this article was by, and I don't see uh, the Daily Star garbage. Vaccines against whooping cough are available. Well, you should have known. You should have known. There you have it. The cough can be deadly if not treated. Do yourself a favor. Just avoid the whole thing and get another vaccine. Just pump a little more of that liquid in there. It's proven safe and effective. Isn't that what they tell you? Yeah, who's believing that? This is a scary story. Um, I think this might be a shot over the bow at the drug companies. And this is where they, they scare the drug companies and you get these really weird results. So Biden, the administration, is talking about seizing certain drug patents that they want to take control of these over costly medications. Now, this is a bunch of bunk because I don't think that Uncle Joe is going to be conjuring up any medications over there in the West Wing. They have to rely on the on the pharmaceutical companies to do that. So either <clears throat> Biden is about to get some big kickback on, you know, unloading the you know, some and this is what goes on. This is what goes on. Biden may not even be aware of it. Probably not actually. Somebody goes to somebody 
who's selling this vaccine, who uh, they say, hey, you know, if we could get that that other drug over there that Pfizer owns, you know, if we could get that patent, you know, we could we could make a lot of money on this. They're you know printing money on that. Whatever the story, I guarantee it's something sinister. The whole medical field has been stolen, captured. I, I can't believe what's going on. I really can't. I don't want to get too hung up on that. This is funny. Uh, Progressive Chicago's uh, teachers union uh, president owes thousands in unpaid uh, utility bills. She makes like $400,000 a year. Now, this is the kind of stuff, pay attention to what I'm telling you. If you're working in a union paying dues, if you're in Chicago, this is what you're paying for. Well, that's for our contract negotiation. This lady's pulling down 400 a year and not even paying her utility bills to the city. It's a scam. Article in the New York Post saying that people are identifying, they're calling it trans-abled. What is that? Trans-abled. Um, no, they're gonna, uh, choosing to identify as handicapped. That's what they're doing. I guess I thought that was the name for it, trans-abled. I don't know. Maybe it does. They made up their own name. <laughs> this is great. What are you? I'm trans work. I'm I'm actually medically um, allergic to work. <laughs> How does this even become a conversation, let alone the article in the New York Post? Ukraine and U.S. companies to jointly produce 155 caliber ammunition. They're planning on being there forever. The never-ending war. It's what they want. This is very interesting. An Army officer filed a criminal complaint against the commanding general, against the commanding general, for unlawful retaliation and violating his whistleblower stoves. He complained about the vaccine, this whole thing. Talk about politics. They used it as a tool to run good people out of the military. Harvard, you hear all the controversy about the phony, uh, they talk about um, cultural enrichment diversity programs. How much is that fake president of Harvard making? That little black woman with the glasses that's going to look down like she's so much smarter than you, you stupid whitey, right? She's black. She's making all the money. You tell me who's smarter in all this. She's like, write a paper. <laughs> Ain't got no time for that. I'm going to just copy it. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't say that. That's right. Ra- I'm the racist. They're going to call me the racist. This black lady's ripping off this college left and right, destroying an institution. But you're going to tell me that I'm the bad guy. Go ahead. I don't care. How rich is Harvard? Bigger than the economies of 20 countries. Who, who funds Harvard? The federal government. I'm coming to realize that Harvard is more an institution, an arm of the federal government, than it is a learning institution. They've got half the people there working in capacities that have nothing. Research. Research, they're going to tell you, to help you, to save you, to make life better for you. How's it working out? Cut the funding. This I found astonishing. Judge sides with Whole Foods in a lawsuit banning Black Lives Matter apparel for workers. So Whole Foods came down saying, you can't wear your BLM stuff in the store. They sued. They lost. Here's my question. Did you hear me reporting, there's actually a town near us, that the cops were wearing a thin blue line patch with their uniforms And they sued, and they were told that they could keep them. 
I said to you then that that was a very, very bad idea. You say, well, I like the symbolism of the thin blue line, but I don't like the Black Lives Matter symbolism. Well, that, my friend, makes you a freaking bigot. That's where the problems begin. It's not okay to have them do it over here, but not allowed to do it over here. What is the message to black people in that? Once again, that Whitey has a different set of rules. This judge is doing an enormous amount of damage. These judges, I should say. Just from a basic perspective of fairness. Dumb. And I would say this. Think about this. I remember uh, my first real job out of the Marine Corps. I was working out of the back of my pickup truck for a while, doing some framing and carpentry. Just needed to pick something up. But as soon as I could, I got settled into something better. And I went to work for an engineering firm. And the owner of that firm and I are uh, really close friends. Uh, He's actually the guy. He went down to South Carolina with me uh, to Paris Island. He's the one that recommended that I write that book. Just um, as close a friend as any that I have. I call him a brother. And he owns this engineering firm. His father owned it, and he's taken over. And um, back in the day when I worked with him, he was a party chief or like a foreman, you would say, for the survey crew. And I remember him bringing me in. He said, listen, we don't allow any, um, and you can't wear anything print on your shirts. We'll be out on these construction sites. We work for the engineer. We kind of have a little bit higher caliber than the average job laborer. And um, we don't want that image. So you can wear whatever you want, but you just can't have any text on it, nothing. I thought it was a great idea, quite frankly. To this day, I hold to that. Why would you think that you're going to walk into a job at any store wearing Black Lives Matter or a thin blue line or any of that and that it's not going to cause problems? It's absolutely going to cause problems. It shouldn't be allowed. The employer should absolutely be able to dictate that. How can you tell me that they can dictate to you that you have to take a vaccine, but while you're on company property, they can't tell you what you need to wear? Absolutely ridiculous. Just to be clear, by the way, I don't know if I did in my my banter there. Um, I think that this judge in banning the Black Lives Matter was the correct decision. But I think the decision to allow the thin blue line is a huge, huge mistake. I really do. I said it then. I'm saying it again. And by the way, the, the township that that came out of, liberal is all liberal. Get out. Liberal, liberal, liberal. So, what's going on with this diversity, equity, and inclusion? What is it even? What are we even talking about? This is like, like common core math. I, mean, I don't like it. What do you mean? I don't like it because it's different? Yeah. I remember what I said. You know what people hate? When something changes. You know what else they hate? When nothing changes. So, what is it? Is DEI really, really bad? I'm asking you. How's the diversity working? When you walk down the street and you see the diversity, I'm not really seeing it here where we are. This is amazing to me. The country is being overrun, and I see little to no evidence exactly where I'm at. I do in the area, though. Um, So I got some information here I want to share with you to educate you on what DEI is, right? And I'm not expecting you to to agree with it. I'm just saying, look, let's at least understand what it is. (laughs) Listen to this. Diversity, equity, inclusion are becoming essential features of the modern employee experience. Data shows that investing in DEI in the workplace literally pays off. Diverse companies enjoy 2.3 times more cash flow per employee. Once again, information provided without any citations, any details, because it's a lie. 
I've talked to people working in these DEI companies, and they'll tell you, that, well, when it's done right, it works great. Yeah, I'm sure. And I wouldn't doubt for a second that there's good parts to this. So let's dig in. To promote diversity, equity, inclusion in the workplace, you need more than just beautiful words on paper or an internal policy document. Here we go. Asking about diversity, equity, and inclusion during an interview may soon be as standard as asking about salary. <laughs> yeah, I bet nobody asked me about this. How many people do you know that are coming? How many young people? You know, I just want to make sure that the DEI scores, <laughs> I've heard nobody say that. They can be the one thing deciding if top talent chooses your company or a competitor. Ooh, I say go to the competitor. Diversity means all the ways that we differ from each other. The first thing that come to mind are gender, skin color, religious beliefs, and age. But diversity also means different ways of thinking and seeing the world. Yeah, some people are really screwy. This includes neurodiverse people and diversity based on physical ability. Let's look this word up. These are people obviously who are educated on uh, at Harvard. I didn't get the, the definition. Neurodiverse. D- displaying or characterized, char- characterized by autistic or other neurologically atypical patterns of thought or behavior. Not neurotypical would be neurodiverse. In other words, weirdo. So let me read it to you in my language. The first thing that may come to mind are gender, skin color, religious beliefs, and age. But diversity also means different ways of thinking and seeing the world. This includes weirdos and diversity based on physical ability. <laughs> Promote, listen, you don't want to be too weird. This is part of the problem. Promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace means embracing those differences. Oh, really? So uh, let me just go through with this. Equity in the workplace refers to the fact that we all have different needs for thriving at work. This is good. Anybody who knows anything about managing people, this is true. Respecting equity means meeting everyone's individual needs. That's a problem right there. That's a problem if you're working as a team. A simple example, a left-handed dressmaker, listen to this a second. A simple example, I'm left-handed. I'm probably some kind of autistic guy, I have died to guess. I'm tall, and my religious beliefs are in the minority for that matter. And I'm left-handed, did I say that? A simple example, a left-handed dressmaker, not likely I would be making dresses, but I could in the world of DEI, a left-handed dressmaker would need a left-handed pair of scissors to do a good job. Giving them, giving that, them that is an example of workplace equity. Equality would mean giving everyone a left-handed pair of scissors. Well, I think people are a little confused on this. See, I call it um, developing rapport. And if you manage people, I want to tell you a very important concept right now. If you manage people, your job is to provide the tools, equipment, and direction to get that team where they need to go. That's simple, okay? It's good if you care about people. It's good if you mentor people, but those are the three essentials. Now, provide the tools and equipment, okay? Have you ever heard the statement that if you look at the eyes through the world of a hammer, everything looks like a nail? Everybody's heard that, right? It's a bunch of bunk because there's lots of different kinds of hammers. Little tiny hammers for fixing rings and earrings, to big sledgehammers to break concrete, to framing hammers, ball-peen hammers, sledgehammers, Hammer drills, uh, it goes on and on, right? You could take down a building with the right size hammer. You can break windows with hammers. You can build things with hammers. Now, let's go back to the example of equity in the workplace. 
I say this all the time to my, my, my friends who are managing businesses, managing people. You have to address to the individual needs of the, of, the, of the person, okay? And I'll use the example of a hammer. Now, if you never swung a hammer, you're probably not going to appreciate this the way I'm going to deliver. But I've spent some time swinging a hammer, and I'm left-handed. And I know what it's like to go to school and look like an idiot as a kid because I can't use the right-handed scissors. And then they have to go get me the special pair. Well, that didn't build equity because then I was singled out and looked like, looked like I was the neurodiverse person. Like, how do you balance this out? But let me go back to the hammer, at least with adults. I'm sure it's a little different with kids. I go and I got a group of carpenters working with me. I say, guys, good news. I got you all a brand new hammer. How well do you think that would go over? Uh, they'd all quit. What do you mean you got me a new hammer? I don't need a new hammer. I use the hammer I got. Oh, and then you suddenly you ask, and you're going to find out a big guy like me is going to be swinging a big 28-ounce S-wing waffle face, right? Then you got this guy over there. He likes his, uh, you know, whatever, 20-ounce straight claw, fiberglass handle. It's lighter. There's soft little hands. I'm kidding around. How does this become DEI that you have to, it's weird, like a set of rules that people are bowing down and they know what they're doing. Among diversity, equity, inclusion, inclusion may seem to be self-explanatory. Practicing an inclusion in the workplace means that everyone is recognized. Inclusion also means transparency. Transparency is essential for open communication. It can mean, for example, forwarding emails to everyone involved in a project for viability. This, to me, is like second-grade level stuff. But I see it, and it's part of the reason why I wanted to delve into this. And maybe you're working at a place right now. Here's another one I would tell you. You want a tight team? then you have to have people on your team that you can trust with the information, that they have all of the information all the time. I spent a lot of time and a lot of conversations sorting this out. I remember talking to a cop buddy of mine. He says, you know, some people you have to spoon feed things, meaning they can only handle one thing at a time. And I found that to be true. And different people at different times. Sometimes that's me. I'm like, I can only handle one thing right now. And you got to break it down. But usually I can juggle multiple things. Some people can only handle one thing. You know what I learned? I don't work with people who can only handle one thing. So you get them off the team or you get them trained to do better. I'm not going to go through all this with you because I'm not a DEI guy. But this is all just written probably in Harvard by nobody who ever actually had to work with people. Like I think that the people who wrote this, don't they probably work on their little team. No ties to the outside world. Model inclusion. Change starts with yourself. As a leader, it's your job. What is this preaching it's, this is ridiculous. If I had to go to work and hear this nonsense, what happened to uh, uh, Tony Robbins? I mean, you know, um, diversity. Here's some more information for you. I'll stop preaching on this. They show this photo here. It's got a white lady, an Asian lady, a black dude, an Asian dude. This guy looks like he could be Jewish. I know that's stereotypical. And then a black guy. A black woman, a black guy. <laughs> Diversity in the workplace is much discussed as companies try to figure out the secret sauce behind improved employment engagement, enhanced innovation, expanded creativity, and better talent attention and retention. But what does diversity, equity, include? Listen, let me break it down. These companies, these public companies, working there sucks. And the fact that they have to be told these basic things to manage people, and they're still screwing it up. Adopting new hiring practices and advertising to a diverse talent pool. Where does it say bumping white people so you can fill it with black people? Using inclusive language company-wide from the top down. 
I don't really know what that means. Oh, instead of seeking, we're, we're seeking a motivated, upbeat salesman to join our team. Instead, you would say we're seeking a motivated sales professional. Oh, okay. Well, what if you work in a field where it's primarily men? Oh, better not say that. See, this is the problem that it's creating. I don't disagree with that point either. Why you would run out salesmen in this day and age, women that could do the job, I don't know. Conducting employee surveys, surveys and gathering valuable feedback. I also agree with that. If I, if I was a CEO of a big company or a big organization, I would require 360 surveys. Why is that? Because that scumbag manager who's playing politics and come kissing my butt, making sure that everything is rosy on my end, is sometimes screwing the employees on the back end. And sometimes as a manager, people can be pretty crafty. And you go digging, you think everything's okay, and you're like, what the hell's been going on down here? Now, one of the questions I've had about this diversity situation is, where do Jewish people fall on the spectrum? Are they white? Are they a minority? Where are they included in the DEI spectrum? Well, we're going to find out right now, at least a little glimpse. And this, to me, does as much harm to uh, relationships with the Jewish community, if you will, as it does that there's bad judges' orders that they're going to allow white cops to do one thing and uh, black supporters can't do the same thing. Under the same legal system, right? My question right now is where do Jewish people fall on this? Are they white? Are they non-white? The flag, LGBTQIA plus two or whatever, right? What all does it include? Lesbian, gay, trans, queer, black, brown. Where do Jewish people fall on the DEI scale? As organizations working on diversity, equity, and inclusion prepare their initiatives for 2023, this is from last year, many in the Jewish world are asking a tough question. Does DEI do more harm than good? Especially for Jews. Forget about whitey. See, there's no interest of fairness in all this. What's best for us, okay? Remember I said that. What's best for us? Who are we talking about? Right now, I'm going to share with you the Jewish perspective. The us that I'm talking about is the Protestants, the white Protestants, okay? Blacks too, I guess. For us, the answer is clear. Mm, this is coming from, by the way, the, uh, the um, Jewish Federation of Los Angeles. And it says, include the Jewish experience to strengthen workplace DEI for all. For us, the answer is clear. As multi-ethnic and multicultural people, Jews can neither afford to opt out of DEI nor allow its practitioners to exclude us. So they want to be included, at least according to this group. DEI must include the Jewish experience, whatever that is, another made-up term, in order to address rising workplace trends and anti-Semitism. No citation, no data, it's a lie. And enhance broader DEI outcomes, bringing about justice and equality for all groups. No ties, no reasoning, it's a lie. First, the need for DEI work is only growing. The global market for DEI was estimated at $9.3 billion in 2022 and projected to reach a size of $15 billion. This is all uh, Harvard grads 
making a living for themselves as DEI consultants. Listen to what this says. I find this to be so racist, I really do. Second, global Jewry, that's what it says here, itself is inherently diverse in national origins, ethnicity, and race. Living Jewishly is not a monolithic experience. Our identities are fluid, intersectional, and ever-evolving. 17% of American Jews identify as black, Asian, another minority race or multiracial Hispanic. I don't even know how to pronounce these. Other nationalities. Jews hold widely different political views. Engage Jewishly in a variety of ways. And deem working for justice and equality for all to be an essential part of being Jewish. Really. Well, if it's so diverse and intersectional, what about the Zionists? Who are not working on equity for all, but working, focusing purely to preserve their nation state. And you could argue that back and forth as well. But the Zionist Jews are not working for justice and equality for all. Not at all. That's a lie. Third, FBI reports of anti-Semitism are at all-time highs. (laughs) Well, you stupid morons. It's not coming from the white Protestants. White Protestants have no beef with Jewish people, you fools. It's the blacks that are beating the crap out of the Jews and the the Asians. From the tragic attacks of Tree of Life Synagogue and the Unite the Right reality to online hate and harassment, perpetrators cite hatred of Jews, blacks, and other minorities as motivating factors. As this hatred permeates the workplace, Jewish employees are concerned for their physical and emotional safety and are often targeted or scapegoated by those fearful of diversity. Leading DEI initiatives in our respective institutions, we have seen firsthand the obstacles faced by Jewish employees who seek to have their experiences honored in workplace DEI in the private, public, and non-profit sectors. What a joke. Are you seriously going to argue to me? that Jewish people in this country are, are somehow uh, ostracized or somehow put down or somehow being kept from opportunities. This is as laughable as the, that stupid Oprah Winfrey complaining. What more do you want? They want to take everything. Jewish is more than a religion. No, it's not. And why do Jewish people get to just claim this all, everything? No, we're with everybody. With nobody. They should be with everybody. But they make themselves by doing this with no with nobody. Yet it only gets categorized as a religion and then sidelined by DEI initiatives that shy away from religious groupings. Concern that politic, politicization as part of the Jewish experience is often uh, oftentimes enough to steer DEI leaders away from addressing needs of Jewish staff, substituting Jewish humanity for political proxies. What? Jewish employees' concerns fall to the wayside as an affinity group, an employee resource group. Assets are limited. I don't know what this stuff means. DEI officers are stretched thin and struggle to prioritize what may be seen as competing interests from various marginalized groups. By choosing not to address anti-Semitism or Jew hatred and its prevalence in American society or, or elevate the experiences and diversity stories of Jewish employees. Listen, of all the anti-Jew stuff that we see going on today, I just and I, I'm not denying that it's there. It's freaked me out. 
Who has been responsible for that hatred, that bigotry? Who? Show me the white, the white Protestants. Some of them are on Gab. You'll find them. They're out there. They are. But I haven't seen a single white Protestant blocking a road. I haven't seen a single white Protestant tearing down a, a sign of, a, of somebody who was taken hostage. I haven't seen a single white Protestant block a road. So why would the Jewish people, they want to cry anti-Semitism. They're going to misdirect it at the white Protestants, the only group not included in this. So basically what they're doing, this so-called group that wants, you know, justice and equality for all, has included themselves in the group of everybody that includes everybody but the white Protestants, the straight white male Protestants. DEI leaders hold a moral and ethical responsibility to honor the complexity of the Jewish experience through impactful and constructive approaches. I can't read any more of this crap. Good luck. Go go marry up with Hezbollah. Go cozy up with the trannies and the other weirdos. And I'm just going to keep doing what I do. Now, there is a little bit of pushback. Conservatives are suing law, uh, suing law firms over diversity efforts, and it's working. Well, no kidding, because you can't, you're not changing the law through their DEI efforts. And let me just tell you something. Let's go back to the carpenter story a second. If you own a carpentry business, I would recommend when it comes time to buy hammers that you ask each of the men what they want because I wouldn't likely hire a female framer on the crew. Sorry. Not likely. I'm not saying I absolutely wouldn't, but it would destroy the whole bond that you would create. you got a five- or six-man framing crew building houses. I don't know. Maybe it's a commercial job. you got a bigger crew. I'm not saying there's no place for women in that. I got a daughter, too. I'm not trying to be exclusive. I'm just telling you. But let's just say I hired a Jewish guy, because I would. I wouldn't even ask. I wouldn't, wouldn't even know. I really wouldn't in that setting. Let's suppose a kid, oh, you're Jewish. Okay. Well, listen, we, we closed the Christmas between the week between Christmas and New Year's. And um, it's been our standard thing for a long time because of the weather, blah, 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 blah. It just cycles nicely. But listen, um, you know, I'd like to offer you some flexibility in that. You know, what can we do that you can enjoy Hanukkah or whatever holiday might be important to you? I would give that kind of flexibility. Is a school district going to give that kind of flexibility? No. Why? Union rules. Good luck. How's all this diversity working? Well, it goes beyond skin color, religion. It goes to sexual orientation. Woke Arizona owners, Arizona, that, that, that. Woke Arizona, <laughs> having trouble with this. Arizona high school counselor uh, who helped organize drag show for students gets arrested. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big problem. And in the schools, I would suggest these people keep their little DEI to themselves. As best I can tell in our, in our daughter's school, it is. We've got a mix. It's mostly um, our, our breakdown here is white, English, Irish, Asian, Jewish. Um, I don't think there's a single black person in my daughter's class. And I'm going to tell you right now, you can have your own opinion. The Jewish board president here is racist. He's racist against blacks. I know him personally. Jewish guy is racist against blacks. It's very common. Nobody wants to say, they want to be, we want to be included in DI. Have you talked to all the Jewish people about this? Because all the ones I know don't want anything to do with it. We're black people. Okay? Strong feelings about that. 
almost every any Jewish person I've talked to, more or less. It's not like I've spent a lot, but it's been a few. All right. Board president of our town, racist against blacks. I can prove it to you. They've built all this new infrastructure, but in the black section of town, which we really have, it was segregated at one time. I don't see him ever do a thing to go up there and rebuild these bonds and invite people. And just the opposite. They have the only dirt road in our town. Their community center looks like a, a hell pit. And they can't get any help up there. How, how, how inclusive is that? Maybe we need to be, bring a little DEI. Maybe they do. And this is the stuff you look at and they say they need it. Now, you, you, know, you go down to the schools, you see no black people, no brown people. None. Kind of fascinating to me, <laughs> wouldn't you say? Maybe they don't live, want to live around the Jewish people. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's at all. I think that what has happened, and by the way, I, I built a lot of houses in this town. This town was settled uh, by a German immigrant Protestant. This whole area, farmland that belonged to their family. I'm not going to give you the name right now. And over time, it became developed. As a matter of fact, when I was a kid, this whole town was farmland. Now it's completely developed. It's crazy to me. Anyway, in the early days, it was uh, Italians and English mostly, some Irish too. And you still have a lot of that. The town next to us, big Catholics over there. We've got quite a few Catholics here too. We've got some goofy Lutherans. Um, I say that because they have the LGBTQ flag in front of their church. And every time I drive by it, I just I see Luther and the flag, and it just it doesn't compute to me. You know what I mean? Anyway, I'm just telling you that the, the man in charge of the board here is Jewish, and he has been every, anything but inclusive of anybody. And the results speak for themselves. There's not a single minority on the board, plenty of women. Some of them look gay, but that's another story. But not a single ethnic minority, and I've seen firsthand how minorities in the organization were treated differently. No minorities in upper management. Now, you know, I don't I'd be careful with these things because you, know, you say, well, what do we need a quote? Well, how many would you like to see? I, I don't have an answer to that. But the fact that you're seeing none tells me that there's an issue there. Let me keep going. I'm making a lot of points. I just, the, the, the Jewish community, whatever. Um, we have family that's Jewish, by the way. I have no axe to grind with Jewish people. I don't want to sound like I do. But some of these Jewish people are lining themselves up with the LGBTQ crowd, and they're no friends of mine. I don't want to be around them. And just because they're Jewish doesn't mean I'm going to overlook that. Speaking of diversity, equity, inclusion, I look at this photograph. I ask myself what happened. This is a story of a family in Ohio, and they're complaining about the um, Ohio has made it illegal to have transgender um, any kind of procedures on children under a certain age. And so it caught my eye because the dad is in a military uniform. I'm pretty sure this Army officer is what this is. Uh, it could be something else. I could be thrown off here. He's got uh, blue pants with a gold blood stripe or whatever you call that when it's gold. And he's got some kind of weird emblem on the jacket. So this could be something besides Army. But I think this guy might be Army, okay? They live in Ohio. They have this little girl that's going to puberty brockers. Now they're going to end it. And it's really a boy. And she looks kind of like a girl. Anyway, the mom and dad, they look like your typical Midwestern couple, I guess you'd say. And dad, short hair, military cut, smiling, looks like a decent guy. 
mom, yeah, she's got short hair, big glasses, maybe a little nerdy. She's got the mom mom vibe going. It's all good. So I look at, and then the two kids are in the photograph. So I see the one, the subject at hand, is ten years old, transgender girl, who can no longer go through these these changes. So then the mom's argument is, well, nobody's complaining that the sixteen year old has already transitioned. And I look at this photo, and I see this young man, who's been totally destroyed here, wearing high heels and a dress, overweight trying to look like a girl, not doing a very good job of it. And I asked myself, you got two transgender kids? That looks like child abuse to me. That doesn't look like diversity, equity, and inclusion. Is that what you want? What do you do when that moves in next door? I'd be like, honest to God, here's a great question for you. <laughs> the great conundrum of our time. You get new neighbors. You go, hey, welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I would cut that off right away. I'm mean, like, you got two what? You people are sick. Stay away from my family. That's probably what I would say. More than likely. I wouldn't want those kids around. I wouldn't trust them. I'm telling you. Well, you could say that's uh, whatever the word, bigotry. I don't care. You're not going to be around my daughter. It's like I told you about the homeless problem, all right? I'm sympathetic to the homeless people. I'm good and pissed off that this county just up and stopped, ended the homeless shelter with no plans for replacement. It's like, we're not going to do it anymore. The towns have to do it. No notice, no nothing. They just threw these people out, scattered them around, no resources to go to. But government's supposed to be there at some kind of a, a bridge the gap there. Imagine yourself in that situation. Who do you call? There's nobody to call. You're on your own. And you're just going to wander around. All right? So I'm sympathetic to the homeless people. But it doesn't mean that you're going to come move into my backyard. It doesn't mean that you're going to be right behind my house. It doesn't mean that you're going to be right on the other side of my fence. It doesn't mean that you're going to be in the park across the street. None of those things. Absolutely none of those things. And I'm not alone. I'm going to prove it to you here in a minute. I don't know. Where does it end? What's all this diversity doing for us? Has it been positive? I don't see it as that. So then, you know, part of this is the, the immigration issue. So this issue of diversity, right? It's all tied in. We're going to open the borders. We're going to hire everybody. Um, and then I found this, which tied into a statement that I wanted to, I was making the other day about the economic influence. And I found the answer that I was looking for. And thank you for all the emails, by the way. Somebody threw some, I don't agree with what you said. Oh, but I made you think about it, didn't I? Listen to this. I uncovered the secret. What did I tell you earlier? I'll bet you that the majority of these businesses are Republican. I'm going to tell you right now how to solve the problem. Easy peasy. You ready? Matter of fact, we'll solve two problems in one. This is an article from The Hill, okay, which is, I wouldn't call it conservative. It's supposed to be neutral. I don't know about that. Probably depends on the, on the, on the writer. MAGA gets the economics of immigration all wrong. MAGA. This is another made-up term. What the hell's MAGA? Am I MAGA? I'm not MAGA. I'm not saying I'm MAGA. And basically, the argument that they lay out, we've been running long here. I'm not going to read all this to you. You can check it out in the show notes. But they're making this argument that that cheap, south-of-the-border labor is imperative to the economic engine of the United States. Is that really true? 
Why aren't the unions pushing back on this? Hmm? How about if he says this then? Okay, I'll tell you what then. Every person who comes across the border becomes an automatic union member. <laughs> the seniority starts the day they cross the border. See how that goes. You see how quickly you see things change. How many landscape companies? I think it goes further than that. And there may be an Achilles heel here. And I'll tell you what I think it is. It's processing meat, working in those types of situations that you're not going to get white people to work in those jobs. So why can't it be done legally? Now, I mentioned this to you. I think I said it the other day. This problem is so easy to solve. And maybe I said 100000 I'll say 10000 $10,000 a day fine per person, per day for every illegal immigrant. You're destroying our country by doing this. You're ripping off good people that can't get jobs because they're being filled with these illegal immigrants. And you're not paying them property. And you're making them like indentured servitude servants, and it's not okay. What the president of the United States, next president, needs to do is get up in front of the country and say, we can no longer afford to keep ripping ourselves off under the guise of keeping produce and landscaping costs down. We're destroying our society. Men that would rather become girls than work in these fields. That's how bad it is. That's the truth. And I guarantee you, that whether it's Purdue Chicken or whatever these companies are, just like the Banana Republican in Guatemala, they're, they're, they're torquing these politicians, eh, eh, the border, it's complicated. <laughs> and meanwhile, we're just getting screwed. And we're going to get the bill for it. Let me mention this real quick um, before I let you go. The DEI movement and our military, all right, um, how much of this is destroying the fabric of our military? They already knew how to lead. The Marine Corps didn't need any help to be diversifying. I promise you that. None. Best. And it wasn't, people like, oh, we, we didn't have any racial issues. Yes, we did. <laughs> it got physical. Got physical. I got, um, you know, I was thinking about this, preparing for this podcast, because some of these things are a little pointed about other groups, blacks, Jewish people. And I thought about this. I wanted to tell you. Twice I was approached by uh, five or six blacks, two different incidents, that they were going to beat the living dog snot out of me. Um, Only through the grace of God and the fact that I'm prepared to defend myself was I able to fend them off. I never did anything like that. I've never laid a hand on a single black person. With Jewish people, I've seen the board president here openly bigoted against churches in the area. I saw that firsthand. I have personally been around Jewish people who have um, made jokes about Christianity, jokes about me, jokes about Jesus, very off-color stuff. I've never done anything like that. But yet somehow I get labeled as the the racist just because I'm white, straight male. And that's where the problems begin. Because you know what I think inside? What do you think I'm saying when when I see people thinking like that? What do you think my reaction to that is? How about a giant (laughs) G-U? I'm trying to keep it as clean as possible. It sounded a little weird to me, too. Anyway, they can't get people to join the military. I don't know why. I don't know why either. The United States Army ends free storage of vehicles and belongings for deployed soldiers. Can you imagine this? Hey, come join the Army. Hey, but listen, if you have to go away to war, just so you know, you're going to have to pay for the storage. Are you out of your mind? 
Marines in Japan ordered to follow new leave rules. This has constantly been a problem in Japan. The Japanese get fed up with the shenanigans of the Marines. Some of them are racist against Asians, believe it or not. Some of them are black, but it goes all around. Well, anyway, the Marines are getting out of hand in Okinawa. It's been going on a long time. Um, it doesn't doubt me that they tighten it up, but here's what they did. This is how, how elementary everything has become. They have this three-tier policy. So tier one, they have a Liberty Buddy program. And the whole thing, Liberty Buddy, I would I would walk off the base, I think, with that term. If the commanding general came, you're going to need a Liberty Buddy. I'd be like, I'm going to punch you right in the you-know-what. <laughs> I can't even say it. The United States military grapples with a recruiting crisis. One veteran knows why. Um Ashish Vazirani, <laughs> the Pentagon's acting undersecretary for personnel and readiness, told the House Armed Services Committee last week that 77% of today's youth would not qualify. So they're going to perpetuate this lie, right, that these fat white kids can't even serve in the military, so we're going to need to open up the border. And they got some guy, Ashish Vazirani, whoever the hell he is. I'm guessing not white Protestant. He looks like a... Uh, a soap opera actor here is very metrosexual looking. So, brings us back full circle. Should we allow it to go on and just hope for the best? That's not a plan. At every turn, we just say, you know what? Boys are worthless. White boys are even more worthless. Can't serve in the military. Don't know how to work in a diverse environment. It's like the world against the white Protestants. So, here's what I would say. We should embrace it. We should absolutely embrace it. As an alternative to the mayhem. God-centered, not perfect. Not perfect. Nobody ever said that. We have a whole different approach to all this. And it looks nothing like this mayhem that you're witnessing. Given the option, I know the direction I'm going to go. We'll see what direction the country goes. God willing, we survive it. God willing, maybe Trump will get in office. I know he's not the answer to our problems, but I would hope at least he would bring some resolution to this. God willing, even if it was a bit of a trouble to get through the transition, I think it's important that we do it. Hey, I hope to see you back tomorrow. Yes, sure, I got a lot to talk about it. I told you I'm excited about the year. We're rocking and rolling. We're going to keep it going. And I've got more for you tomorrow. Line up, double stacked at this point. So stay tuned. I'll see you back tomorrow.